Welcome to another episode of Baggers Chat. We are we have returned for season 2024. My name is Mitch Panson, and as always, we're joined by Ethan Daffy. And as I just said, we have uh, officially returned for two, uh, 2024. We did a bit of a season launch uh, last week or two weeks ago um, of the whole 2024 season for Baggers Chat. But we have officially now returned for our first episode for 2024. Daffy Boy, Happy New Year to you. Um, and first things first, mate. How are you? I'm well, mate. Happy New Year to you and obviously the viewers. Um, it's been a it's been a good break. Um, obviously you want to get into the thicker things and stuff like that. Um, at about this time now, so you know we're all keen for the season and uh, yeah, like we just said before recording, the uh, the roller coaster begins and hopefully it's not as big of a roller coaster as last year. Um, in terms of the ups and downs being so drastic, but um, hopefully we're more on the kind of upward trajectory trajectory in a sense yeah let's just hope that we're kind of like it's not as you said like a roller coaster where it's like up down up down let's just hope that it's kind of more stabilized throughout the season um <laughs> but uh of course i mean we were speaking about it there's a few like there's a like, like, like there's practice rounds coming in a few weeks and then of course with the opening round with the season that's starting a little bit earlier um the eighth of march is um of course uh when we uh, versed the brisbane lions up at the gab of course they give us Brisbane Lions at the Gabba opening <laughs> round. But who cares? We always want the best competition to start off the season. But, of course, you're going to the game, Dapper Boy. So um, that's awesome to get some, I, I mean, maybe some content um, up there for Baggers Chat. But um, we're going to get straight into thick and thin. Uh, we're going to get straight into the thick of things. And we're going to start off with some negatives. And there's been two major names that have come out um, since we've uh, last record um, recorded our episodes. And two major injuries that have uh, come out of the club. And we're going to start off with probably the biggest one, um, the most unlucky one, um, in my opinion, um, out of the team. And it's, of course, Jack Silvani um, has ruptured his ACL um, and is officially out for the 2024 season. Um, one thing I'll say is just extremely bad luck. Um, it's a guy that you just want to see out there every single game and you know that he's capable to do that. Um, and, of course, now with him being officially ruled out for the season 2024, which is the fourth or fifth straight season of us having ACL injuries. So I don't know if there's something going on with that icon park track or if it's just simply un- unlucky, but um, it- it's frustrating because it's a guy that, you know, like he would be so much more frustrating than any person on this earth, but you're also from a supporter base. You're like another ACL injury. It's happened again, but initial opinions um, on that Daffy boy uh, for Jack Silvani and the ACL um, injury in terms of structure, what it means for our team going forward, but also for him and his luck, um, what was your thoughts? Yeah, first of all, you know, your kind of heart goes out to a bloke who's obviously, you know, a heart and soul type player. He's loved by all of our supporters. I know he cops his flack um, outside of the club, you know, fans saying he's just there for the name, da 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 But we know what he brings to our side. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing. Like we were saying once again before before we filmed, it was um, I couldn't really believe it. Um, I, I saw some post saying, you know, the, it was like a heartbreak emoji in Jack Silvani. I was like, what's going on here? Um, and then obviously the news came out that he did his ACL. And yeah, it's huge structurally for us, I think. Um, you know, he, he can play numerous roles. Um, obviously, we'd rather him up, up that half forward, kind of half forward flank, being that third or fourth tall. But 
um, and being the second ruck as well. Um, so it's going to be huge for me. I think it's it's actually huge for guys like TDK, Pitto, um, to stay fit. So it's going to be interesting. And for, for me, I think we'll we'll probably see a debutant in terms of Hudson okay for um, Merkov at some stage. I think Hudson okay is more of a chance for my, uh, my thinking. It's some stage of the season, I'm not saying at the start of the season, but I think we'll see a few more blokes come through because of this injury. Yeah. So my question with that is because I'm purely asking to do with the structure because, I mean... I don't know about your best 23 heading into the, um, season 2024, but I know with mine, I initially had Silvani. Bless you, mate. <laughs> um, but I initially had <laughs> I, I initially had Jack Silvani in, a, um, in, in the best 23 because he was so important um, as that second ruck. And I gave uh, TDK that sole ruckman position. And my question now is, I don't know if I want to go with two rucks because we all know how great Pitnet is, but you also need to see it from a point of, I want to have TDK as that sole ruckman. I want him to have that genuine opportunity where he can be the sole ruckman on that field. And whoever is second ruck needs to be capable enough to, oh, I can of course go ahead with that position, but also not be, um, I guess, like, I don't want him to be dominated in the second ruck position by another side who has a good second ruck. Um, but a, a name that comes to mind, and I want your opinion, throughout the season, uh, well, throughout the season in 2023, we saw a guy, Lewis Young, come in as a second ruck or the main ruck when, of course, Pitto and Teddy K was injured. Jacob Wienering is now injured as well, where, which, of course, we are about to touch on. Is Lewis Young potentially in line for an opening round debut or a round one... Of, I mean, not a debut, but to be seen in the Navy Blue for opening round in round one while Wittering is injured. Because one, he could be that key back, but also he could chip in as that second ruck. What was your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think Lewis Young will play the opening game. I think he'll be as a defender. Um, I think going into opening round, you probably go, uh, even though I said it before, that we We'll probably not opt to have both Pitto and Teddy K most of the year, but uh, you seriously don't know. Like, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were saying, like, best 22 now, like, what is a best 22? There isn't a best 22. That's you know thing. what I mean? Like, 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 it's a good topic to talk about, of course, but you're never going to have the best 22. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, not even not just injuries, but like, we talk about best 22 and like, look at the back end of the last year. We had guys like Fogarty, he's not best 22 talent. He's not like talent wise, he's not. No. He, he's just not in the best 22. But in form wise and how he fits into the team, it's funny, isn't it? Mm. Like how best 22 works. I think best 22, we, we, we can talk to it, talk about it prior to the season, how we want it to look. But when it comes to, you know, round one to four, I, I kind of look at it as blocks in terms of, you know, you go one to four, five to eight, so forth, so forth. It's like months of the season where guys are coming in and out in terms of form. We're going to have guys pushing into the team because they're playing so well in the twos. And But for me, it's it's going to be a very interesting topic in terms of selection every week. Like, it'll be pretty unpredictable at times, I think, too. Um, but, yeah, back, back on Lewis Young, I think he'll play, but I think he'll be a defender. Yeah. So another question for that is, before we move on to Weeders, of course, Lewis Young, when Weeders does come back in, can you see Lewis Young as his second ruck? Or do you think it could be a bit of PTSD from last year, especially that Essendon game when Weeders and Lewis Young playing together? It just simply doesn't work because 
I think they're both lockdown defenders, but I think as soon as Lewis Young was taken out of that um, equation, Weeders would then be really good, but also vice versa. Lewis Young would be really good without Weeders because he's playing that sole position where he's most confident. But so when Weeders does come back into this side and you know that he definitely will, yeah. if Lewis Young is playing as that second rucker um, as well, um, what do you think might happen there? Yeah, I, I for me personally, I, I think I think we're going to try and avoid playing guys completely out of position. Yeah, uh, unless we have to. Um, so Pido and Teddy K fit. Of course, they're going to be playing as the ruck. So let's let's be real. And te- for me, Teddy K can play half forward. He, he can replace Jack Silvani and play forward yeah. more yeah. more, and then have Pido as the ruck. So I think it's a great thing to have. Um, it's yeah, it's it's going to be very very interesting because last year we had a pitch patch of the season where we had Soss and um, Lewis Young as our ruck, so we were winning games. But <laughs> I just don't... Uh, for me personally, I think once Weeders is back, I think um, Young will make way because I think Marchbank is going to have a massive, massive, yeah. massive... I think he's the most talented defender we've got. Yeah. Um, he's flying and running at the ball and he's and he's fit and firing. So, you know, I know Weeders is fantastic, but a lot of people are talking about Marchbank. A lot of talk about Marchbank and it's just... it's. It does bring a smile to your face because you've got a lot of guys who are so talented in this team. It's unbelievable, Pato. Like we're talking about the depth we have, and we're not even touching this. Like we're, this is the surface. Mm. We're not even made a deep dive in this mm-hmm. episode yet in terms of who can come into this side. Mm. Um, you know, you got young fellas like Moyers and Bins, Bins who won the VFL BNF in his first year. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about, Pato. It's it's like best twenty two. Like like I like the conversation. Love it. But right now, it's like, what is the best 20? There isn't, mm. I don't think there is a best 22. No. I, for me, you always go best 26, 27. Yeah. You know, that that can go into that team and make an impact, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good problems to have, Pato. I think, I think with Fox footy, what they need to start doing is they need to do team squads. Like, <laughs> yeah, 44 exactly. players, which one's, got the, <laughs> which one's got the best team? Um, but no, it's really well said, and I'm really glad that like I'm really glad that you actually mentioned March Bank because he's been one of my favorites ever since he's joined the club from the GWS Giants, and he's just a player that he is so talented. He like talent, like perfect size, perfect like agility. He's got everything that you ask for as a defender, and that's my one thing is that he's just been so unlucky with injury that now, like I mean, touch wood finally he seems like he's starting to get some confidence in his own body that hopefully season 2024, he is going to play a full season, but also he's going to potentially be like in contention for the All-Australian. I mean, that might be a very bold prediction, but it's also like when you think about it as a Carlton supporter, he's very much capable to do that because yeah. we saw it towards the end of the season, how great of a player he is, but also how smart he is with the football as well. Um, like he's got talent in that sense, but also like say like when the ball's coming in, he flies and he kind of times his jump well. Um, and he likes spoiling, but he also likes marking. He just just seems like he was very confident um, with his own football um, towards the um, end of uh, season two thousand twenty four. But um, we're now going to touch on. So of course we're going to very quickly touch on Jake Weidering and the calf injury. But Daff, initially, what were your thoughts on this injury? Um, and Right now, it seems like he's going to miss the start of the season, but also we all know how great and how professional Jacob Wiedering is. Um, how, how do you see this injury? Um, we, we kind of expect Lewis Young to come in to replace him, but 
with this injury, of course, how does this affect where does Zenny's are 2024 season? Yeah, it's it's frustrating. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's it was before the Jack Silvani injury, so it was our worst injury of the preseason at that time. Um, yeah, but for, for me, you know, it's obviously a negative to to miss him at the start of the year. But I think if he's going to have an injury, um, it's probably the right time to have the injury in terms of mm. it's not in the middle of the year or heading into finals. So for me, it, he's a professional leader. So I think once he once he comes back into the side, which will be probably round three, four, maybe even two, who you know those those blokes, him and Walsh and those types of guys in their recovery, they find a way to get everything out of themselves to get into the team quicker than they were first thought to be. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting in terms of how we're going to cover that. Um, who knows? Luciano might not come in. It might be, you know, March, Bate, McGovern, other guys like that who can cover the talls in terms of the Brisbane Lions um, and then obviously Richmond the week after. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting conversation. I think it's going to be interesting to see how we roll without him in preseason. Because I think that'll tell the story. I think it, when we, especially especially the Melbourne game, the official um, preseason game, which will be four quarters, a full game, um, which is often the proper proper practice match. Um, we'll see if Lewis Young is, you know, if he's the key back in that game, or they play with Mitch McGovern and Marshbank kind of rolling off their man and being that key back. Because I think Marshbank can be that key back in my opinion. I think play the tall and McGovern has proven he can play tall and small and you know you've got other guys who can roll through there as well so um yeah it's it's a lot a lot of questions heading into you know the first round but I think they're more positive questions obviously weedering is not a positive in terms of injury but um sometimes you know those injuries can lead to positives and gives opportunities for guys you know um like you know March Bang and stuff to step up um and even Lewis Young to get a crack in the team and maybe he stays in the team if he plays good enough. So uh yeah, Pato, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long, long few weeks to really tell who's gonna be in that side. Yeah. And like we touch a bit like we speak about how and like a negative like this like an injury, but could also lead to a positive. We saw it with Nick Newman last year with him kind of going through as that Zach Williams role, but it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens with season 2024 when Williams does come back into the lineup, Nick Newman will still play, how that's going to shape out. But also you've got a guy like Jordan Boyd who had the, who played the prelim and he played fantastic. He, he like right now, he's in my best 22, 100%. Like he needs to play opening round and especially with us playing at the Gabba, I think he needs to play. But in terms of, like a genuine best 22 it like that's the thing that's why a best 22 to me is very unrealistic because you're kind of heading into the game you've got different reasons to play these types of players and that's why like the prelim last year we didn't really see Jordan Boyd coming in but I mean I mean we did but in terms of like like external I think as a like oh Jordan Boyd won't come in but when you're playing at the Gabba and you kind of know so much about about the game and so much about um and like we know so much about the side, we kind of expected Jordan Boyd to come in because he would have suited the Gabba really well. Um, and yeah. another player that could also come in for Weeders is like a Brody Kemp. Like he played yes. really well last yes. year, and he can. I, I think p- potentially you could have a March Bank replacing that Weeders role. McGovern still keep like he can still do what he has been doing the past two years. Yeah. Kemp yeah. can also be that rolling off defender, um, and yeah. he's been really good as well. So. Um, but we've got to now move on to a bit of our, what do you call it, corporate um, side of things with <laughs> Carlton Football Club. But um, 
of course, the president and the CEO have both um, signed um, extensions for, um, of course, himself to stay at the club, um, which is great. Um, I think it's great to see these guys um, extend their contracts to 2025. Um, and especially with Brian Cook, like he's been fantastic as a CEO. Um, we know how great he was at Geelong, but also Luke says a guy that's come in, um, it was a bit of a shaky start to start off with um, when he first came into the club, but ever since then, um, he's been absolutely fantastic. And you can't really, you can't really talk that down because he's been so, um, he's been a, he's been a shed of light in the darkness. I think last year, especially like he didn't have to come out every single week and say, we apologize to the members. Like this isn't good enough. We are going to do everything in like, our power to make sure that we can change. And at the time you're like, yeah, I don't want to, like, I don't want to fucking email from the president because they're just earning money. But at the end of the day, they actually care about the club because they're Carlton supporters as well. Like Luke says, he's a Carlton supporter. So he obviously cares about his club and obviously cares about his position as well. Um, And he wants to be president at a club that is very successful. And I think that's their plans at, at the end of the day. But Definitely. What were your thoughts on these two um, um, extensions? I think it's completely um, valid, but what were your thoughts? Yeah, fantastic. Um, I think you're spot on. I think, you know, the for me, if I was a president and I came into a club that hasn't had the success for a long time, I think you'd want to leave a, you know, a, a mark on the club. Yeah. You, you want to leave a mark on the club. And obviously that marks a premiership and, you know, financial stability, on-field stability, you know, off-field stability. So I think them staying on is fantastic. I don't think at this time we need a change of the guard in terms of presidency um, and CEOs. You want to keep that stability. You don't change. You don't want too much change. And I think, um, I think for me, the reason why we started to win games of football was um, we, we kept stable considering the start of the season. I remember Sayers came out as a press conference uh, I think it's, I think the TV stations were just at the front of Carlton. You're saying, you know, we're not we're not sacking Michael Voss. We can still make finals, um, and all that type of stuff. Um, and for me, it's it's similar to on field. We're keeping stability in terms of leadership. But obviously, Cripp is going to be captain again this year. Um, I'd imagine in in the upcoming weeks they'll probably announce that in terms of leadership group. We hit Walshy and Weeders again. I'd imagine yeah. keeping that stability on field, yeah. off field, and as a supporter base, there's nothing that fills you with confidence then, you know, and knowing that everything's in place before the season starts, that was the same as last year. And when it's, when it's positive, you don't want to, the good old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, you know, just keep it going, keep it going. And like you said, the way they've been going about it is fantastic. Both, you know, you know, while we're losing games, we might've had a bit of a joke about the business side and, the sponsors we were getting and the money we we're making, but that's huge for the club as well. So, uh, you know, it's 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 just great and having these guys on board, especially with Vossi. Obviously, he hasn't re-signed officially yet, but I think that'll be very very soon, yeah. um, probably in the upcoming weeks as well. So, you got your head coach, your president, your CEO locked away, and key players locked away. It's like it's a very very good sign because we haven't had that you know, in a while. And, you know, I think in the middle of the season, they got someone off the board. It might have been that Bruce Matheson or whoever yeah. it was yeah. out of the club. And then things change, you know, you get the, you get the negativity out of the club and you keep stable. And I think we just brought in someone from the board who was um, CEO of some business. So um, yeah, it's all, it's all heading in the right direction, Pato, I feel. 
Yeah, completely spot on. And who knows, like this year, if we win the premiership, we might have to send the guy that was kicked off the board just a bit of an email saying, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously I'm kidding. Obviously I'm kidding. But um, we're now going to move on to the a bit of a position change um, that we've seen. I mean, I'm sure that, that over the next few weeks, um, there's players that we will see in training that may slightly change their position. But a guy that's very evident that, has been seen to be quite bold with his position change, which is Ollie Hollands. And he's looking to try and play some more um, midfield minutes. I know that he was playing on the wing initially, but um, I mean, throughout the whole season, he was playing um, as a winger, but he wants more CBAs. He wants more center, center bounce attendance. And I think, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I think it's always a good thing to add a string to your bow where if, a player does go down halfway through a game or even if a player is out like a laid out and someone has to come in, you can rely on a guy like Ollie Hollands. And that's why, like, especially in the practice games, I wouldn't mind seeing that because if he's come out and saying, look, I, I would love to try and be more of a midfielder, more of a on-the-ball midfielder rather than an outside runner, um, it's always good to see, like, hear players speak about that and always trying to find other ways to um improve just like not just their game, but also might improve our side. Because yeah. he goes onto the ball, who knows, there might be like a, a guy that's initially on that, like in that sort of midfield mix that might change positions as well. And it might turn out to be really good. But um, I don't, I'm not too sure how to say it because I love Ollie Hollands on the wing anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. But what's your thoughts on this, Daffy Boy? And if there's any more um, players that come to your mind, like initially about about some position changes that you've seen, um, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's a you know Ollie's a similar to his brother. I think they can play numerous positions. Yeah. Um, they just you know they've got the tank, they've got the running capacity. Um, like you said, oh, I love him on the wing. I think he will be starting on the wing, um, opening round. I think it'll be him and Acres. And for me, I think Cottrell. We need that running power off half forward because he can kick goals, and we saw that in finals. So, um, but yeah, I, I I agree in terms of you know Ollie's point of view in terms of uh, midfield. I think he'll become a midfielder over time. Um, I just think he's he's got the dog in him. He's got the dog in him, Pato. He's got that dog. He's got the. He's got you know. He's he's you know. He's got that thing. You know what I mean? The way he plays and um, his first season, you could just tell every ball he's fighting for uh, every minute. And obviously, you know, he was substituted in the semi final, comes on, and he's like, it's just like he played the last three quarters. You know what I mean? So he's an ultimate professional. I think we've absolutely got a really really good player at pick nine uh, with, with Ollie Hollands, and um, it's it's really good to see and. Uh, it just there's something about even I was listening to Elijah talk on the podcast the other day in Carlton podcast and they've got a really they just I don't know there's something about them they're just real professional and really really want to just improve as mm-hmm. people as well so um, for me I think Ollie's a future future leader at this club and current leader at this club he'd be setting the standards at this age I think we, you can't put a cap on the age in terms of leadership and. Um, yeah, for me, he can play any position. You know, you can put him half forward. You can put him... He's got that creativity. He's got that ball use, that, you know, running capacity. I think the AFL these days, I think you need all those types of players. You know, your Cottrells, your, your Hollands, all those types of guys who've got speed and, and pace because I think the games turn into more, you know, a running-based game. You know, and I feel like running, you know, obviously you're going to have the skill in terms of football, but I think you look at it, you look at Collingwood, they've got pace. 
they might not necessarily have the most skilled team, but they won the premiership based off that fast pace football. And, you know, they had guys like Markov, who was a VFL player, but he was in the side. People might have a laugh at those players, but you go, gee, like he's got the pace and what they need. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting topic and it's going to be hard for him to break into the starting midfield, of course, but um, <laughs> I think he can definitely rotate through there, you know, um, help him out in there. Yeah, completely agree. So that's probably enough of the news, I guess, that's come out of the club. And now we're kind of more looking towards season 2024. Now, we've had a bit of content come out um, in the past few weeks of, um, I guess, some quick fire questions. Now, at the time, we didn't we didn't know what questions were coming at the time, Nappy Boy. Now, <laughs> some of the answers that I, uh, I guess, put... We're a little bit outlandish, a little bit out there. But you know what? I'm going to stand by him. But also, we're going to try and do some predictions here. And if anything kind of changes where like, I could put one thing here saying, yeah, this is what I think. But at the end of the day, it's out there. I'll stand by it. If Cottrell, <laughs> if Cottrell does is like a hand and he doesn't play for the whole season 2024 when I predicted him to be All-Australian, oh, well. Oh, well, it's <laughs> but, but we're going to move into uh, some predictions. But first things first, probably the most, um, I guess, obvious one is the Carlton Best and Ferris. Daffy Boy, who do you have as your John Nichols medalist? I think if he plays most, if not all the season, I think Sam Walsh wins the um, John Nichols medal. I think he's, you know, I think he's, you know, the way he played at the end of the year, is going to reflect in that in terms of he's going to build through that. And obviously the preseason he's been putting in work. So yeah, Walshie for me. Yeah. Uh, I've, I initially went with Adam Chera, but I think yeah. now I'm starting to think of it where it's either going to be Ches or Walshie and I'm going to go with Chera. Chera is, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit different. I don't really yeah, want to try and change it, but I mean, if I want to truly really think of it, I don't know, but I initially think um, Adam Cher is going to um, is in store for a unbelievable season two thousand twenty four. But um, predictions for the leading goal kicker. So of course, there's probably two or three names that really come to our mind um, for the leading goal kicker. But Daffy Boy, goal kicker, leading goal kicker for season two thousand twenty four for the Baggers. Yeah, it's. Um... It's it's looking like more of a positive in terms of we're looking at a few other guys. Um, I think it's probably on Harry and Charlie for the top two goal kickers. I think Harry's going to have a big year. Um, and I, I know you know we always say that, but I think um, I just got a feeling he's going to turn the corner again and get back to where he was. I think it, it, he works too hard on the track. You know, I think he you know he works that hard on the track to not get results. So I think for me, it's all mental for Harry. Uh, but I think. For me, I think it's going to be Charlie. I think he's going to have a big year and go back to back to back um, for our leading goal kicker and the Coleman. Bloody hell. Could, has that ever happened? That's probably happened in the history. Probably, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe like a Tony Lockett or yeah. one of those. But yeah. still, it's hard though. Three in a row. Like, yeah, bloody hell. Um, yeah, but I think for me, his competition's Tom Lynch with Coleman. And even even Tex Walker, because his, his form last year was phenomenal. So I think he'll be still up there. So... But I think Charles did kick more goals than he ever had. And I think he's going to be a big player this year. Yeah. One player I will say also that you didn't mention, and I reckon he's well and truly installed for a big season, is Jeremy Cameron. Like last year, yeah. He, was, yeah. he was good because I think his position kind of changed last year. But if the Cats go with him being that sole forward alongside Tom Hawkins, we don't know how, how Hawkins is going to play this year. But 
<laughs> if Cameron is that sole forward in the forward line, I reckon he's in store for, for a big season. But completely agree. I think Charlie Kerno is going to be their leading goal kicker for season 2024. Um, now, a bit of a new segment this year for us at Baggers Chat, and we're going with a bagger of the year. So we will vote at the end of each game. We don't know the voting system just yet. We will come out um, probably in the next few weeks with what the voting system will be. But it's pretty much who we think is the best player of each game. And we'll do votes to say, say if it's yep. three, two, one, player would be yep. the best player would just be three, or we might even do five. We might even do more, but we're going to sort sort that out over the next few uh, weeks. But uh, bagger of the year, Daffy boy, who do you have? Yeah, I think it's going to, it's, you know, obviously you look at Walsh and you look at players like that, but for me, I think the way I'm going to vote probably for this award is the impact on the game. Yeah. Uh, um, and obviously Walsh and that are going to have massive impact. So he's probably up there. Um, it's going to be tough. I, I, me personally, I think it's going to be, it's, it's, I've had a few names pop up in my mind. I, I'm not going to go Walsh. I'm not going to go Walsh. I'm going to think it's going to be Paddy Cripps. Well, I, I think, and I think he's going to have a say in the John Nichols medal as well. We're all thinking about Chera and Walsh and da 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 da. da. And, you know, Walsh for the Brownlow. Why can't Cripps push for the Brownlow? Let's let's be real here. Let's be real. If he turns it on first few weeks and he gets going into the final series, he, he can definitely be bag of the year. So uh Paddy Cripps, he, he could be the lucky man to win the uh the ultimate uh bag of the year. <laughs> the uh the uh inaugural. The inaugural. <laughs> yes, inaugural. Yes, I was trying to think of the word. I was like, it was oh, a boy. Boy. <laughs> Well, I mean, I do I do say a lot how much um I've got a bit of a man crush on Paddy Cripps and my girlfriend's not too happy with it. And I feel like I feel like if if we put bagger of the year to Paddy Cripps, she'll be like, "Well, that's fucking rigged." So, <laughs> so probably shouldn't. But um, bagger of the year, I am thinking the exact same thing. I think it's going to be impact, and I'm going with Jacob Wiedering. Yeah, like yeah. I guess he might miss a few weeks at the start of the year, but it doesn't really matter because we saw it last year where he wasn't the Wiedering that we kind of knew. And I still say to this day, he. He was fucking, he should have been all Australian last year. Definitely. Yeah. He should have definitely yeah. been all Australian. And he he was pretty ordinary for half of the season and half a year. And he's yeah. pretty much almost all Australian. He probably should, should have been all Australian. <laughs> uh, it was pretty unbelievable. But I'm going to go bag of the year, Jacob Wittering. Um, Now, out of the box prediction. So I've got one in my mind that I'm. Yep. Rolling with, but I'm not too sure. But out of the box prediction, Daffy Boy, who are you? What What are you thinking in that little brain of yours? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, um, it's you know, I've had a few different ones. I was trying to go really outlandish, but I think this is realistic. And I think if he gets his body right, I think he'll play opening round. I think I think Arazio Fantasia is going to kick 35 plus goals. Um, and I think most season is he has been fit. Um, he has got to that mark. So oh, I think we need a third guy, whether it's him or Motlop, um, to kick that amount of goals. I think they can combine for a fair few goals. I think Arazio is going to be very good for us, Pato. Yeah. Oh, I, I think he's the perfect sort of – I know he's obviously – well, he's, he's kind of medium, isn't he? He's not short. He's like a medium kind of forward. Uh, I think he can replace Silvani in terms of the opening round side. So, yeah, Arazio to kick 35-plus. I like it. Now – I think this might be a bit outlandish. We've said outlandish a few times throughout this. this <laughs> it's a bit of a new bangers chat. Uh, what of the what of the year? <laughs> outlandish. Yes. But 
out of the box prediction. Now I'm gonna go with a certain player that is gonna finish in the best and fairest top three. It might might be one. He might he might he might win the medal. He might become second. He might he might come second place. He might come third place. But some way somehow, Georgie Hewitt is going to be top three in the best and fairest. Um, now, my reasoning for that: 2022, he was fantastic. He was probably one of our most important players throughout yeah. that. Now, last year he was a bit of out of favour. Where sometimes he was sub, sometimes he was playing at half back, sometimes he was playing half forward. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing at a position where we weren't playing great either. Yeah. Started to play better. George Hewitt found his form as that inside mid. And I I think he he's he's always known as that underrated player because he's not really seen, but like yeah, kind of know like he, he's not as impactful as like a Walshy or a Cripper or a Chera because he yeah. just sort of the down and under yeah. things he doesn't really get enough credit for. Yeah. But if you have a look at his stats and also have a look at his super coach points, he dominated. He dominated yeah. proceedings in that, in those probably in that eight week bracket. He dominated and yeah. was playing like especially in that final series when we needed a midfielder to, to, to stand up. He stood mm. up and alongside with Walshy, Chera, and and of course Cripper. Like those mm. four midfielders were the reason was a big part as to why we won those two finals and we were leading. We don't really want to. We don't really want to go back to that brilliant final, but. We were obviously five goals up. That like that's a big factor, and the reason why yeah. he was so great is because he's just that inside mid and that brutal sort of gameplay that that Carlton had that last probably ten rounds. It's yeah. something we've been missing, and I think George Hewitt is in store for a big season two thousand twenty four. But we also we don't know because there's a lot of players that might play in that midfield, and he might have a position change. I'm not too sure, but I'm really excited yeah. to George Hewitt play and hopefully be. Um, at his best uh, in season 2024. But now, last prediction we will go with is, of course, our ladder prediction. Now, I don't, I, by memory, I think you had us as first in the video that we did the the quick fire prediction. Now, I had us as second. So, yeah. Um, now, my question is our ladder prediction, but also if you have put us in the eighth. Um, which I which I would be very surprised if you haven't put us in the eight in the final yeah. series. Oh yeah. Where 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 do you think that we'll finish? So whether we might get eliminated in the semi-final, we might get eliminated in the elimination final. I want your ladder prediction where where we finish at the end of the home away season, but also how we go in the finals, if we do make it. Yeah, for me, um I'm gonna change my ladder prediction. Um, it's not going to be too big of a difference. Um, I said first had a bit of a, a bit of fun. Oh, I think we can. I, 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 there's nothing stopping us, but well, there probably is something stopping us. I think it's. <laughs> I think. I think Brisbane's going to come first. Yeah. I think their home form last year. Well, based on their home form last year, I don't think they're going to drop too many games there. Um, and they often st- pinch a few here and be- well, not really. They uh, pinch a few um, away games in other states. So I think they're going to finish on top. Don't think it's going to overly matter for the final series because you've got to win the premiership, the MCG. So yeah. I think we're going to finish second. Um, and so we'll finish second, get the home final. That's going to be massive. I think that's huge for our... I think top four is just huge for us, in my opinion. Um, and the home final is just an extra bonus. And then we go through the final series. Um, we play Collingwood in the qualifying final. We beat Collingwood in the qualifying final. 
we go straight through the prelim. You know, have a few weeks off. Kriber puts the legs up for the semi-finals. Watches the teams go out. Then we've got the prelim. We've got the prelim. And I think we're going to play the Swans in the prelim final at the MCG. I think the Swans are going to be up there. There's been a few predictions. Mm. Oh, Grundy and Adams, yeah. their team was looking like they started shit last year. That's what hurt them, in my opinion. Yeah, I like it. And I think they've got the talent to push a prelim. So I think we play them in the prelim, get the job done there, and then we make the grand final. We make the grand final. And I think that the grand final... I think it's going to be us in Brisbane. I've, and I was trying to get Collingwood to make it because mm. I want that fairy tale story, uh, which I think could happen. And that could still happen. They could win the semi, they could win the prelim and make it through. So I just don't think they're going to beat Brisbane in Brisbane, Collingwood. So I think it's going to be us and the Brisbane Lions and we're going to win by 11 points to win the premiership and they're going to lose back to back. So if anyone's listening to now, especially Harrow, if you're listening to it now, sorry about the loss. And you can record this all you like. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being wrong. I'm fine with being wrong. But I seriously believe this team. And, you know, we both watch this team in and out. We're not just putting up premiership fucking predictions. Like last year we weren't really putting up premiership predictions. We're trying to push the eight. You know, we were saying about fifth to fourth. And what did we finish? Fifth. Mm. So... You know, the way this is progressing, Pato, hopefully, hopefully we can get that top four sport at least um, and then, you know, see where it takes us, Pato, because I think if we can get an MCG home prelim, I think that is going to be massive for us if we want to win and hold the Premiership Cup. I think we have to have a home final. Yeah. Yeah. The prelim final. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. No, no, no. I like it because now, now I've changed my predictions. <laughs> so so initially I yeah, okay. Carlton as the as second on the ladder. Yeah. Now I'm gonna keep Carlton as second. We are gonna finish second. Yep. However, second. it's gonna switch yep. where the pies I reckon the pies will finish fourth. Yes. We play the Swans in a qualifying final. That yep. will third. Yep. Brisbane finish first. Brisbane versus Pies. Carlton yep. versus um, the Swans. We will win. We will go through to a home prelim. prelim. Now, the <laughs> Pies are going to beat the Lions. They're going to go through to a home prelim as well. Yep. Now, some way, somehow, we are going to versus the Brisbane Lions in a home prelim final. Yep. And we will win by a point. <laughs> now the fairy tale. I'm I'm very much about fairy tales. Um don't know yep. about you, Daffy Boy, but we all are. We all are. But I mean, I'm pretty much into the WWE. Um, I like watching it. I like <laughs> the fairy tales. And of, of course we've seen some returns in the past six months of uh Sam Punk and The Rock, all these moments. <laughs> now I'm very much about fairy tales. Carlton, Collingwood, Grand Final. <laughs> Collingwood Grand Final. That's going to be it. Now, I'm saying this right now. If we lose to the Pies in Grand Final, I'm fucking done with the podcast. I'm fucking done. I'm not. We, I'm we not. officially sign off, Baggy yeah. Chat. Never, I'm, going, I'm flying a Papua New Guinea or something. Oh. You'll never see me again. Never. I'm off the grid. Yep. I will, I will try and spend every single dollar I have. I probably don't have a lot. I'll try, I'll, I will try and find a way to buy a private island. <laughs> I don't want to go to. No one can see me again. I am not 
dealing with losing to Collingwood in a grand final. So, Blues are going to win by 20 points in the grand final. Oh. It's going to be a last five minutes. You're just going to see the pies walking out and you'll just hear. Oh, like, no. Da, da, da. Oh. Right, you know what I can't wait for? I can't wait for people to record this and hold it. Someone will, oh. for sure. Yeah, Someone, will watch it. Someone will watch it and they'll record it. And they'll hold on to it, and hopefully they'll they'll be in hope that we lose the grand final or not make it at all. So, yeah. but like I said before, Pato, we're we're not afraid to make a prediction here, and that's yeah. the whole point of this. You know, um, what well, we're going to go into a season not thinking we can win the flag. This is the, probably the first season where I legitimately think we can win the flag in terms yeah. of I think we've ticked off the final stuff, and it's not easy. It, like if we lose a prelim, that that could definitely happen. It could definitely happen. We could lose two final straight sets. You know, look at Melbourne. You know, they're, they're, they're still going to be looking at a premiership window. We're not even talking about them being in top four. And yep. they could definitely be top four. So it's it's going to be a great season, in my opinion, as a whole, I think, for the league. Um, I think last year was great as well. I think there was a lot of unpredictabilities. I think, obviously, us and the Giants kind of just came out of nowhere and won finals and made prelims. So we're not even talking about them either. Mm. So, you know, and there's always a team like, like we did who finished ninth, 10th and fly into the eighth. So that could be Adelaide. Um, who knows about Hawthorne? They look okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, our predictions, mate, we're in the flag either way. <laughs> look at us. <laughs> fucking, we like last year, we would have been like halfway through being like, Oh, we have to go through a fucking rebuild again, all this shit. And we're <laughs> predicting us to win the flag in season 2024. <laughs> Only us, but that's the enjoyment of doing a podcast. And that's the thing. Yep. We, we are like when whenever we do these podcasts, we never edit anything out. We are completely raw. Yeah. We put everything out there. Like yeah. yes, of course. I mean, now that I kind of realise that this is going to be out there, I'm kind of a little bit scared. But that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but I mean, I will I will stand by my word every single time. And I well and truly think that Carlton is the best team in the AFL right now. Like yeah, that that and and. There's a lot of people that will say, "Oh, come on! Like you guys only made a prelim. We were, we were there. Like we were, we're like yeah, we were five yeah. goals up, and we just didn't, um, we didn't know how to handle it. And that's just my my opinion. Where I think that Harry McKay will have a big preseason, and I think there's a lot of things that is ticking ticking along quietly as well. Yeah, yeah. Make up like our depth is something that we haven't seen before in years. Like a lot, a lot of people things, and people outside of the club. Yeah. Don't really notice it because yep. I've spoken to mates and stuff like that, and they go, "Oh, you're not seriously like thinking you're going to win the premiership." Oh, I am. Yeah. All right. Well, there's all teams like you know, mate. Collingwood fans are going to think it back to back is going to be the easiest thing in history, right? Oh, exactly. But right. I, I'm, I, good on them. I, I seriously like if we're fans, why why do we turn up to the football if we don't think we're going to win the game of football? Exactly right. So, like, we've gone through years of shit where I've had to convince myself to go to the footy thinking we we're going to win, even though we're going to lose. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now we're past that stage where I'm going in every week thinking we can win the game. Yeah. And we should be out. Like, it's unbelievable. And um, it's 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 exciting to think about. But I think for me, we have to have a home prelim. We can't be away. Yep. We cannot be away. You know, it can't be Brisbane away again or whoever it is, no. especially Brisbane away. Please do not be at the Gabba prelim final. Please do not. Yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. And that's why, like, it, like it brings a bit of PTSD. Uh, yeah. PTSD, PTSD. <laughs> I couldn't even say that boy. I'm that excited. Um, about probably I think it was 2018 when we were pretty ordinary. I think it was yeah. 80 points at halftime. 
yeah. Carlton versus Melbourne. And I was literally still there. And I'm like, 80 points. All right. So we need we need this many <laughs> goals in this quarter. We need this many goals in that quarter to win the game. All right. Is there still a chance? Yeah. still a chance? And my mate oh, was next to me. My mate was, he was like, are you fucking serious, mate? Like, I just want to let fucking leave. No, I'm like, no, no, well, let's stay. Still haven't left a game early. Oh, actually, no, I did leave a game early last year. I did. I think I left the I think I left the Essen game early with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was the final score. game right? I left early. That's just, yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. But, uh, of course, that is the uh, final segment that we've touched on for the season preview for uh, 2024. Um, absolute blast to be back uh, with you, Dapper Boy, on Vegas Chat, but also um, starting to get the Carlton feeling. I have missed it. I think the break yeah, has been good. The break has been really good, just not worrying about Carlton and watching some of the Australian Open, watching some of the cricket, not really worrying about Carlton, but yeah. seeing all the news come out, I'm just like, yeah, I'm missing it a lot. So <laughs> um, I'm really excited. But before we wrap up the episode, Dapper Boy, is there anything else you would like to touch on? Yeah, I'm just looking forward to it, Pato. Yeah, I think the break's been, you know, long enough. Obviously, it's been a shorter break because we we're, we're deep in the finals this year. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been a quicker turnaround. But I feel like the break, you get to a point, I think, about now, that kind of late jam going, yeah, I need the footy back of my life right now. Um, just, from that prelim, like, it was just chaotic. Like, our brains were, like, after that, it was such a good release, you know what I mean, to have that kind of time off because it was just... You know, it was we're doing more episodes we've ever done. Yeah. You know, because you're going to the finals, two episodes a week. You're doing other content, blah blah blah. You know, like it's just it was just a complete mind fuck after a while, and it was uh, a well earned rest. But um, to our viewers, you know, we're we're definitely going to have a good year this year and uh, posting content. If you've got any, you know, ideas for content or you know anything, any feedback, we're we're, we're open to it. So uh, feel free to shoot that in the comments or DMs or wherever because um, we want it to be bigger and better this year, which which I think it will be. Yeah, really well said, actually. Um, I don't think there's much else I need to really speak about after that. But um, but yeah, I mean, as I said, um, it's an absolute pleasure to be to to be back doing another episode. And I think we're probably going to try and do a few. Uh, I, I mean, we're not too sure how the episodes are going to shape out throughout the next few weeks, especially with the practice games. But as soon as the practice games probably come, that's when we'll probably start doing the previews and reviews and then of course we'll have another official practice game um previews and reviews yep. and of course we'll head into the opening round but um as we mentioned at the start of the episode you're going to the opening round so that's awesome to get a, a bit of insight uh, from your end there'll be content i'll be yeah. doing content lock that in lock yeah. it in yeah awesome but um no mate absolute pleasure uh to be back on, on an episode again uh it like it's always good to get the cobs uh the the cobwebs off um <laughs> doing a podcast but um but it's an absolute pleasure. And but to you, Duffy Boy, and to every single blue bagger out there, up the baggers. I don't have a scale, but up the Come baggers. <laughs>